one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. Paul, please introduce our special guest. So today we have with us uh, Jed Shepard, who was the one of the co-writers and executive producer of Host, and it's the creator yep. of Ghosts. I'm going to get all of this stuff from. Um, oh, no, and now you've got it all right so far. And do you want to do you want to say anything else, Jed, about what you are and what you do? That you, you've got it in one. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Writer, producer, director, uh, all that kind of stuff. Game developer now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things yeah so that's me and um i guess yeah people know me mostly from host which came out last year um yeah thank you for having me guys appreciate asking me no thank you very much for for coming on our podcast and i've got a a first question um so how did you get in into all that how did you you become a writer producer director (laughs) game well I always think like in the UK, it's probably a little bit harder than it is in, in America. Um, and I didn't go to film school. Uh, I didn't study film or anything. Um, unless you count watching every single film ever made, studying the film. That's, that's, how, that's my film school. My film school was going to Blockbusters and renting out 10 movies for a weekend. Because uh, wow. I used to do that. They used to, there was a the time when Blockbusters was around. They did five no three movies for five pound if they were kind of like old school movies like none of the new yeah. ones old movies it was three movies for five pound and even even now just saying it that sounds like a dream that yeah. sounds absolutely like a dream yeah but so, these would yeah they, it was good they wouldn't have all been like top releases though so because mm. straight to video was a thing back then wasn't it that's yeah, exactly yeah. what i want i want those horror movies that that, that people like would probably leave on the shelf I, that's that's the ones i, we, I kind of like I remember, uh, well, Chris and I, we've basically known each other most of our lives. Nice. Um, and I remember going to Blockbuster quite often with you, Chris, and, and looking at various films. And we quite, read quite a lot of the sort of Charles Band films. Oh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, an animator. Yeah. And, 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 Ginger Deadman. Um, yeah. Just, 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 Robot it, Jocks. <laughs> yeah. Just all kinds of cheesy horror rubbish. Mm-hmm. He's still making that. He's still making those movies now. <laughs> Doesn't stop. Yeah, it needs to be stopped, but nobody's stopping it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically just just watching. I, I've I try to watch every single horror movie that comes out, every single horror movie ever made, um, just so I have in my head pretty much the history of horror as as well, the horror that I like anyway. So when it comes to writing and making films, um, I did. I guess if you want to go back far, far enough, I did an English degree. So um, I'm, I can write stuff, potentially. Um, I did music journalism. I did film journalism um, for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just kind of put it all together into one package and um, started getting into films. And I don't think anyone has the same way in. My way in is very strange. And like you've probably seen if you look at my IMDb, the first thing I have on my IMDb is Birdemic 2, which is one of the, mo- the worst movies ever made. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a killer bird movie. It's a sequel to a killer bird movie, in fact. And it's got, it's got like CGI jellyfish in it, a CGI ambulance for some reason, a 10 minute dance scene, cavemen, <laughs> zombies, blood rain. And that's only like the first five minutes. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's insane. So that was my first taste. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how, how I got into it. And then when I met Rob Savage, who's the director of Host, met him, I think it was like 2011, 2012. So it's been about a decade now. Uh, we just clicked and we had the same tastes and references. He loves horror films. So we started making short films. Um, and that's what we've been doing for the last like seven, eight years, making short films um, until Host came along. And that's our first feature together. Yeah, I was going to say that, that you seem to work with Rob quite often um so yeah. I was going to sort of ask how you, how you met and how that sort of came about well i on twitter i sort of like i meet people on twitter a lot i just kind of like see someone like i like or i'm interested in and i message them i just say hey like we should hang out we like the same things and um 
I'd seen a 30 second short film that Rob made, but it was a, it was a comedy film and I, it was brilliant. Really good. Even now, like I watched it the other day. Brilliant. And um, so I always think comedy and horror are very close to each other because they're both about timing. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And so he smashed it with it with a comedy. So I knew he would be great uh, with, uh, with horror. And I had this idea since 2010 of a film called Dawn of the Death. And I pitched it to him in that very first meeting. And uh, he wanted to make it. So that's what we did. But first of all, we made something with um, the eighth Doctor Who. Uh, we made a, a thing called Absence. Um, and it was, it was cool. It was like a three minute short. Uh, it, it got some love, went, did some festivals. But it was when we did Dawn of the Death, that's the thing that blew us up a little bit. We got into Sundance and London Film Festival and a whole bunch of other festivals. And that's kind of the first time we, we got noticed, really. So we, we watched Dawn of the Death, but the, the, eight, uh, the eighth Doctor, Paul, Paul McGann. Um, yeah. Wow. And this, this, um, is this film available on YouTube and streaming? Yeah, services? it's available everywhere. Yeah, it's called Absence. Um, Paul McGann plays a man who... I don't want to spoil it because it's only three minutes long, but basically <laughs> he is uh, going through a mourning process as in, as in someone is gone. Yeah. I again, I don't want to spoil it, but, um, but yeah, we managed to get, we made that short for 300 pound, um, but it looks way more expensive, mostly because we have Paul McGann just being great in it. Um, so yeah. And, that little short, and we didn't know what we were doing. It got into London Film Festival, Fright Fest, and all over the place, won a bunch of awards. And we were like, okay, we, we know what we're doing. Now we'll try something a bit more ambitious, Dawn of the Death, which we we made for a, a few grand. And this is all of our own money. Nobody, nobody gave us any money at all. Like, even now, I bet you, with, with all the success of hosts and stuff, I bet you now if I asked the UK uh, funding bodies for money, they would say no. Uh, they just don't do horror movies unless uh, it has kind of a social element to it, which may, maybe a lot of maybe Dawn of the Death would would be. But we asked them; they said no. Um, but yeah, so Dawn of the Death, as, as you as you can see, it, it looks more expensive than it is, just because we have a great cast, great production, and, and Rob's directing, and it is great. That last scene in the tunnel is brilliant, mm. um, and yeah. yeah. So we we yeah we watched that like I said and that does look like uh, very slick. Um, yeah. So and what what I what I thought about it um, was that it's the the intro to a feature. Did mm-hmm. so did you think mm-hmm. it's your plan to to to, to make a feature? Because it's quite the the concept um, that basically everyone's a zombie apart from people who are deaf because they were immune to the, the like the sonic event which turned them into zombies that yeah. that, that that concept is um y- you know it's really easy to get and it's right like, okay that really works yeah it's my, my favorite film of all time is night of the comet i, I don't know if you know it but it's this yes. 1984 classic about uh, a comet that passes over earth kills everyone except for if you specifically fell asleep in lead-lined rooms or something is really specific doesn't make any sense and coincidentally these two sisters <laughs> are the only people in separate places were asleep in like a lead-lined shed or and yeah. lead-lined cinema or whatever anyway i love that film uh so i, I always had that in mind like a post-apocalyptic type type thing but with deaf people because you never see deaf people as the protagonist in any movie they're all side yeah. character or um yeah no, I, I I really love sorry sidetracking. I really love Night of the Comet as well. It's good, good. Real favourite film of mine. Um, and I, I could probably talk to you for a whole episode about it. But oh yeah, <laughs> you know, do but <laughs> I'm friend. I'm I'm now friends with with the two leads with Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart. They're like good friends of mine now. Yeah, um, yeah, and I've, I've hung out with them in LA as well. Like, <laughs> like, and the next time I'm out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, can we go to that mall together? Can we? Can we just go around <laughs> to the locations of Night of the Comet? And they totally would because they're so nice. They're like, are you going to are you going to dance around the mall with, to, to yeah, girls, girls just want to have fun? fun. Yeah. I will, yeah, but not the Cindy Lauper version, like that. The, the kind of sound alike that they got for the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, <laughs> Chop, Chopping Mall was shot in that mall as well with Kelly Maroney and Barbara Crampton. 
Um, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good mall. But yeah, like it's, it's good that to, to find other people who enjoy it as much as me. But uh, yeah, I'm obsessed a, with that film. It's a great film. I had, I, I, I think I recorded it. It was on. Do you, do you know? Do you remember the movie Drone? Movie um, Drone. Yeah, was that on BBC BBC two? two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it uh, Mark Cousins that introduced Movie Drone? The later one. He, he yes, did. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was Alex Cox and Alex Cox, the originals. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. He did, yeah. So, so Night of the Comet was one of the films on that. I wonder um, if that's I just, right. What do you know? What year that was? I don't know what year it was, but I remember watching it and really loving it. Mm. Um, and then I think I, I recorded it later on uh, uh, when it was on some other time. Right. And and there's and, and Chris is probably a bit bored now because we're <laughs> no no you, you go for it. <laughs> but there was a, there's a bit in that that I absolutely loved at the time, which is the bit where the main kind of zombie guy um they they i think they they say he's insane or something and he says i'm i'm not insane i just don't give a fuck yeah 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 and and i recorded it and that was like the bit i absolutely loved that line because i thought it was really funny and there's a bit it's so quotable it's so quotable I know. but but i remember recording this set my video to record again quite late at night and then watching it back and and they'd They'd overdubbed that the, the the fuck with something else, like damn or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I couldn't, <laughs> and it was just so badly done. You know, like they used to do it. On some oh films. yeah, yeah. And it was like somebody had recorded it whilst in a fish <laughs> tank or something. I don't know. Nice, it's, like they panicked really and just quickly records it. And yeah, and and I, I don't think I saw it on TV after that. So it was a film that I had on video that had yeah. always irritated me because it had this this dubbed over line it was a dub version yeah yeah it's it's one of those films where the dialogue is so good the acting so good written and directed uh by tom eberhardt who was really an underrated director Mm. um and yeah i've been i've been speaking to him recently as well i had i had them all on my my podcast (laughs) and uh he's yeah he's he's a real nice guy um well i mean some ways that's the beauty of twitter isn't it Mm because obviously this is how this came about because I just messaged you yeah. after watching Host because I really liked it. Yeah, you say we're the beauty of Twitter, Paul. Because <laughs> I think that... <laughs> but, um, July nineteen eighty nine. By the way, that was when it was on Movie Joan, Apparently, I know I wouldn't have watched okay. it then, but um, I, I think I think I actually watched it on Channel Four. Yeah, but it was I think it was at like two in the morning or something because I remember yeah. like I was I was up and. I was, like, I was just flicking over and then I just saw a film called Night of the Comet on the listings and I pressed I to find out information about it and the, and the blurb came up and I was like, this sounds exactly like my type of film, but I bet you yeah. it's like boring. <clears throat> and honestly, from that moment, I was like, right, I want to make films it, just it, like yeah. this. It's, it's the sort of film that could have only been made in the 80s, I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it would just wouldn't work if you tried making it, remaking it or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a challenge, Paul. <laughs> Well, I was, half yeah. expect- <laughs> I was half expecting Jed to say that he, he was actually um, working towards doing a re- remake of it, but you know, genuinely, I I, I actually am. Like, no <laughs> there, we, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I, 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 I've never, I haven't hidden the fact that I want to no. remake that film. Like, um, yeah, it's it's just the the rights are a little bit messed up and. Yeah, uh, they keep going from from studio to studio to studio, and Amazon have bought uh, MGM, who currently are the current owners. Uh, so that, now it's kind of started again. So maybe I have I have a chance, yeah. but I, I think it's, it's a property that no one would really want to remake or reboot, except for me. No, so just <laughs> give it to me. I don't know why they just don't give it to me. And like I and I would I would I would uh, obviously pay homage to the original. I would have Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart in it um, in some capacity. Mm. It'd be it'd be cool. But anyway, <laughs> that would be cool. Okay, uh, well, I, I really want to ask you about Host, mm-hmm. and, and because the, the way that the, the the Host came about is a remarkable story, really. Um, but, but, I mean, um, my, my impression of it is is that it was a joke. Uh, that Rob, Rob Savage made made, yeah. made this um, prank like, video. 
so on like a friend's zoom call he made yeah. it look like he'd been attacked by a creature exactly yeah <laughs> and then then he he shared shared it and it went viral yeah uh, and and then fr- from that there was interest in like can you make a film with this and mm-hmm. and, and um yeah he you said yes so uh, and i've watched yeah. that um that two minute clip and you're you're in that you were one of the friends who yeah. uh, he pranked <laughs> well I, I well i i was in on it so ah. I, mean, I was <laughs> i was the reason why that prank kind of guy i was the one recording it i don't think we'd planned to record it before but i was just like shall i record this and rob was like yeah so we recorded it and i sent the footage to rob and rob cut it together to a two minute thing he put it online mm. and it and it blew up it was yeah, brilliant idea, brilliant idea that it, to, to make it. And then they, people came calling, and then Rob was like, called me up and said, okay, what can we do? And I said, I'll sleep on it. And then at 4.30 in the morning, I came up with the idea of a Zoom seance. So I just texted him, text him two words, which was Zoom seance. And that's it. Host was born. <laughs> and and it's, it's another like uh, fantastic concept that you can immediately get. And of course... It, it's happened because of the pandemic and everyone being on Zoom. We're on Zoom now, which is slightly mm. frightening having to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so uh, it, like that two-minute fil- film's like got a very effective sequence going up into the the loft, which I, I you used, didn't you? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've also put on the end of the version of that the, the, the I watched you, you put on because you did a, you did a real seance didn't you I don't, yeah we, we actually did like we did like a million seances to be honest we oh, did, okay we, we did we did a bunch before with um with the girls just to see how they would react in a real seance and then we used their reactions to write into this into the script for for the real thing um but but yeah like we so we we've done a whole bunch before we shot um and then afterwards we've we've done lots too just because like different magazines and websites keep asking us to do to do seances and like, <laughs> okay fine. but do you feel yeah. do, you, do you feel the urge to like uh, to be attacked by demons each time <laughs> no if, like there, there, are, there are a few of them online and you'll see that i am i i know I'm the one who's playing playing along the least. I'm just like this is not real. <laughs> but um, was, yeah, was... I'm the worst in a séance because I'll just be like, this is complete bananas. <laughs> but I was gonna I was gonna say, did anything weird happen uh, during any of them? On the real ones, yeah, you'll see it in you'll see it at the end of uh, on some versions of host. You'll see the real séance where. Gemma starts crying because like something moves behind her in, in the room and falls off the shelf and stuff. Um, there's a candle and, flame, isn't there? The, the, the... Yeah. Well, no, there's, there's something that falls off the shelf behind Gemma, like wow. flies behind her and hits the floor and then she starts crying. And we, <laughs> yeah, and we basically use that in, in host as right. well. We, we wrote that in. Well, um, and, and cause you got, I, I think you, you must've got real, Psychics to do it, but then you've you've used the dialogue quite closely, so it gives it a really quite authentic feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We ju- everything had to be as authentic as possible. That's why they use their real names, their real houses, their real friends. Um, everyone who was involved are our real friends that we have in our WhatsApp group. But I'd say not- that comes across quite quite well. It does. Yeah, know, it, it feels very genuine, and yeah, yeah, you know, everyone feels like real people. And that's what I loved about it. it, it you watch it, and and you're almost part of the the Zoom call yourself. Oh, I mean, exactly. I watched, yeah, exactly. I watched it on a laptop just to kind of get get that authentic. <laughs> that's feel the best myself. way. Exactly. That's the best way to watch it was on a laptop. It'll make you feel you're a participant on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, and I think the reactions are all all very realistic. I I, I love the fact they. I mean, this would really annoy me. I'd be like, I, I'd. Um, I, I'd be really irritated by it, but I love the fact that they're all doing the kind of drinking game. Oh, the um, throughout the whole to have thing. a shot whenever yeah. someone says astro plane. That's yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. <laughs> we um, it's so funny because like we made the whole thing in 12, 12 weeks from start to finish. So um, the uh, when 
when I got to see a rough cut of it, it was only a few days before it came out. Um, and when I did, I said to Emma, oh, Emma, you say this thing called, you say happy spookies. I reckon that'll catch on. And she was like, I didn't say it. And I was like, Emma, I'm watching you say it right now on the screen. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't say it. I have no memory of that. So it's, it's really funny, like what, what kind of like catches on because we use that as a hashtag the entire time really caught on you see people in loads of different countries saying happy spookies there was a time when like every podcast like ended with us having to say happy spookies <laughs> for like six months <laughs> like, it's fine though I, I like it i like it but um yeah like i'm, I'm glad i'm i'm hope well I'm, I'm hoping with like ghosts with the video game there'll be another catchphrase that comes out of it so we don't have to keep saying happy spookies all the time <laughs> um but yeah no it's um it's it was an unusual process but like the collaboration between everyone was incredible like it and it, which is kind of why i mean there have been quite a few films to try and copy us mm. afterwards um but they can't do it because it just feels so inauthentic when other people do it because they they've cast it their friendships aren't real and they don't have our team which is like yeah. again like we're friends so like it, it's it's hard to kind of well yeah, that really does come that. across mm-hmm. although the, although and I know it's very authentic but there are um m- moments which I, I think you've probably created for the film the, the tension between is it um, Haley and Gemma, like, like uh, when they're the mm. first on the call, and and um, um, is, is it is it Gemma's like, oh, I'm just going to send an email so they don't have to talk to each other. That I presume that isn't the real tension between the two actors, but that's something you've you've created. No. Yeah, no, that I mean, they're, they're all good friends, but you you did you do need a li- just a little bit of tension. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's it's funny because like in in. We'll come up, I'm sure we'll stop picking my, my video game, but I was very keen, even though they, you can see they're up in this picture behind me, they're at opposite ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was very keen not to um, show a friendship group where it's a bunch of women arguing with each other because I think yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of like the wrong statement to make. So in Ghost, I'm really trying to show them they're a team. They'll, they'll, like fight for each other and stuff um so there's some there's going to be some nice stuff between Haley and Gemma um which which it's it's gonna it's gonna be really cool it's gonna it's gonna be really cool I'm so excited <laughs> and I think actually there, there are three things that make host the three principal things that make host really really good and make it impossible for other people to to do the same thing one's the the, the writing or uh, I mean the th- things like that it so so uh, well crafted that it just takes everything through uh, yeah. and then the second thing i think is the performances um because yeah. they are uniformly excellent and that mm-hmm. I, I wasn't e- the best i wasn't expecting yeah. because you know these are not um actors i was previously f- familiar with so i mean i i don't i didn't know how professionally it was but then i'm like these are great this is absolutely the highest standard and yeah. then the third thing uh is actually the effects are brilliant yeah so so i i was expecting a a little bit of like blair witch rough around the edges because i can kind of thought that you know blair witch is it's a kind of film where i I thought maybe that's a similar thing from a previous era and that is very rough around the edges it's good um, Mm -hmm. it's not full of effects and things though it's kind, kind of um yeah, yeah. Just tell, tell tells the, the the story just with the found footage. Um, but you you've got loads of really good, really mm. creepy effects, and they're just perfect. I mean, so it reminded me more of um, in, in the end, not Blair Witch, but Cloverfield. You know, which does the found footage thing, but it's actually a big Hollywood production. I mean, yeah, that cost a hundred hundred million or something. Cloverfield. <laughs> well, no, I know, but the, 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 the bit yeah. more than we had. But, yeah. but I think, and you you mentioned this. Before you, you, you obviously as a as a group really good at getting the most out of the budget. <laughs> really excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, like a lot a lot of what you see is practical as well, um, and and yeah, and just 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 the girls like doing things practically in their own houses, like yeah. pulling cupboards open with with, with fishing wire, um, and just just stuff like that. And well, the, I the think... chair flying across the yeah. room. That that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's just Haley's Haley's boyfriend. 
um, who's actually the cinematographer for for, for ghosts, weirdly, um, pulling pulling her with, yeah. with some rope. That's that's all it is. <laughs> it's it's all lo-fi as possible. And so, so were they all just doing their own, setting up their own effects and everything in the in, in most cases, most, yeah, yeah, in their Mostly, own houses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but obviously Rob was directing them and yeah, explaining sure. what to do and and, and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's like I guess it's something that an actor wouldn't normally do, like do their own uh, cinematography, their own uh, camera setup, lights, sound, uh, stunts. But then that adds to the authenticity of it mm-hmm. because when you're on a Zoom call, you don't have that either. Yeah, you, exactly. You don't have professional lights, and you don't have, you know. All, all that sort of thing. So yeah. that just adds to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The bit, the... I, the bit. Sorry, the the bit I really that really stuck with, stuck with me afterwards. Oddly enough, because I had to think about it, was there was a bit where I'm trying to remember which 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 girl it is, but there's a bit where one of them has, has gone, and it's quite late on, and there's just this kind of uh, computer graphic-y face type things like oh, a, a mask. Emma, yeah, yeah, that's with, Emma. Yeah, with the filter. Yeah, yeah, and it and it took me a while to just. I think afterwards, I I, I remember thinking that's oh, a bit weird. I don't quite get that. It's quite late at night when I watched this, <laughs> and it wasn't until the next morning I realised what that actually meant. I.e., that the the her bone, whatever she was doing it on, has picked up a face, mm-hmm. and I was like, actually, that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I love that. And that that sort of stuck with me. Yeah, it's and it's like because like I think in the first half an hour after it was probably the day after I came up with Zoom Seance, me and Rob jumped on the Zoom, um, and then we just went we within about half an hour we had all of their deaths worked out and yeah. all of the little bits like that worked out as well. Um, it's very quick and because like me and Rob we just have infinite horror references we can we have like a, a rolodex of various different kills we want to do um <laughs> so it was very easy to put to, to put together yeah um and then it was all about um fitting all that into a story a believable story and, and the way to make the story believable is by bringing Gemma hurley on as a co-writer because you don't want two guys writing for five women yeah. in most cases um i mean obviously the 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 cast definitely had a say in in the dialogue they they did like all all the good dialogue in in host came from the girls like ninety nine percent I would say, um, but but yeah Gemma Gemma Hurley was great and she helped us a lot with the story, uh, making it a believable female friendship. Which absolutely yeah. isn't the point I was just going to make is that. Um, the so the social isolation is really pl- played uh, on because they're all five together, but, uh, but but they're not because because it's a Zoom call, so yeah. so they're all alone as well, and that that that's that really works. It gives it. Uh, I know it's just a situation we're all in, or, mm-hmm. but it just it, it it gives it that that depth, doesn't it? That emotional uh, depth that that, that yeah, and, and because the film's like. 56 minutes long as, as well it it, it 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 sets it all up but it doesn't it doesn't outstay its welcome so that i mean that yeah. that um I, I mean was was that did you is that deliberate was that just how it turned out or did you think well we're not gonna get two hours out of this no um, we, we we could have done two hours but i always think that a, a film should last as long as the story lasts. Oh, I absolutely mm. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Story lasted for fifty-six minutes. Stop it there. And obviously, we had like actually Shudder were great about it. But when it went because of the success of it on Shudder, then it went into the cinemas, and then you had like cinemas saying, "Oh, we, we can't have something this short in cinemas." And then they, when they realised how like popular Host was, they they fast changed their mind. Um, and then they were like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll have this 56-minute film in there. Um, but, yeah, that, like, it, it just felt natural. And me and Rob have been making short films for for ages. So we're kind of used to, like, cutting all the fat off things, um, only giving you exactly what you need. Um, so, yeah, it, it just felt natural to do 56. I mean, me and him are going to be working together a bunch in the future as well. And... Um, I'm sure, again, we will utilise the fact that 
films needn't be 110 minutes, 100 minutes, 90 minutes. It can be however long you want it to be. And the only people that want you to not make a film like that are people, are non-creative people who just want to pad it out for like, I don't know, for their, for their own means. Um, but yeah, films should just long last as a story last. I think that's absolutely right. Um, so, ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. A, so, so um, it's a game. I love the trailer. It's the same five um, actors. Um, yeah. But and, and it seems to be that it all takes place. So you can only play this at like eight o'clock at night on on the night ten, in question. Ten o'clock. Ten, ten o'clock. At, oh, I was going to be two hours early. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll be watching a blank screen for, for two hours. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a so it's a live action video game, like the kind you used to get on like Sega CD in the nineties, um, like Night Trap or Phantasmagoria or something, or on the Philips CDI things like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just always I'm just always looking to to see what's next. I, like it'd be very easy just to like make another horror film, which we are doing. But like, I'm just like, what else is out there? What what can I do that genuinely? nobody else is doing nobody would even think to do it was like a full motion video game with like with the girls the girls from host um so yeah so, and of course i again i have no background in, in video game development um i don't have the rule book i didn't study to be a game developer um but i'm just like i'm going to do it and i'm going to make a game that is the most talked about game of the year just from scratch with no help and that's and that's what we're doing. Like I've never, I've never seen a game get as much press as Ghost has, has, got, has got. There's been like articles in Rolling Stone, like Edge magazine just did a like an interview with me. It's 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 called massive, and this is like the first game I've ever done, by the way. So it's a lot <laughs> no of pressure, pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. So like I love it. So yeah. the, you were talking about host and um, innovation around um, running time, but actually in, in video games, and I, I I'm a bit of a I'm, a I'm a gamer again now after being lapsed right. for a while um but i don't think that there's a lot of innovation there's a, there's a lot of no. genres and a lot of games that come out that are very much in in a specific genre and then yeah. ghosts is just like what i mean what I'm looking at trying to it's like nothing that's been released that i know of i mean they do nothing have yeah and it's, and it's brand new it's a brand new like subgenre almost um because yeah, you can only play at, at 10 p.m. as well. And like right at the start when I first announced it, honestly, you see my comments, people were just going, "Ah, oh, this is gonna fail." Because I did a Kickstarter <laughs> for it, but I didn't want any help from studios or anything. I was just like, "I want to raise this money, give it directly to the to the people who want to play it." And like genuinely, there were just so many people. Like when it got announced on all these different websites, the comments were just like, "This is gonna fail. This will be the worst thing ever." Um, like you, this Kickstarter will not work. No one's going to give you any money. Uh, fast forward four weeks later, when it's smashed to its total, those people are nowhere to be seen. Those people <laughs> didn't come back and go. Oh, by the way, we were wrong. No, they disappeared now. Um, and that, that that total was like one hundred eighty-five thousand pounds. Yeah. So not 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 an inconsiderable amount. Yeah. Which was crazy. And like I was told with Kickstarter, the average for a game, a successful game, is is forty thousand pound. Yeah. So aiming for what I was aiming for. It's the only way to do this game right. It's live action. It's, it's, you, can't just, you can't just have someone like programming it um, in a small team. This is a, this is a, big, a big thing and needs a little bit more money. Yeah. Um, and I was like, not for a millisecond did I think it wasn't going to fund. I was like, this is going to fund. It's going to go through its total. Um, it's going to be the coolest thing ever. And like, if you just look at the, the names I've got behind me, like, Graham Humphreys is doing the game artwork. Graham Humphreys did the artwork for the original Evil Dead and from Nightmare on Elm Street, the most famous kind wow. of horror <laughs> yeah. artist. Then you've got yeah. Trevor Henderson, who's the guy who, who created Siren Head, who's the most popular kind of viral creature on the internet right now with kids and adults. Um, then you've got Jim Henson's Creature Shop, which... Who are they? They've done a few things. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not too sure about them. Uh, but yeah, like just I just got an absolute. And actually, I've just signed on a composer who's like incredibly famous as, uh, as well. And like it's it's crazy. And it's been released by Limited Run Games, who 
are the biggest games distributor in the world and they're releasing it on all formats. So, which is great so, news for you... me as a Nintendo Switch player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is there, is there, um, I mean, obviously, host, I think, must has probably helped a lot with this mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and helped with the buy in and the fact that the cast are the same. So, I think yeah. there's a level that you, you, you kind of know you're going to get something that's that's sort of decent and yeah uh, so i think that that's probably helped quite a lot but i think it's just such a unusual concept and and you're absolutely right if you've got proper studios and 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 other companies involved it it wouldn't be like that they'd want to do you know they like you said they wouldn't want to do it at just 10 p.m every night they'd they'd want you to do it Exactly. Well, why can't I play it at two in the afternoon? You yeah, should be I, able to I would, play it twenty four hours. I would get a studio note saying, "Well, by the way, can you uh, can, these these five ladies? Can we recast them as, as more famous? How about Angelina yeah, yeah. Jolie as, as Emma? Yeah, that that's what the, the note would would, <laughs> yeah. would be. Um, but yeah, and this way, I have one hundred percent control of absolutely everything, which means. I can make it like this weird little British folk horror um, video game that's mm. live action that has a time restriction, all this kind of stuff, and use Jim Henson. Because who yeah. else would think to use Jim Henson for a live action horror video game, like, and, and actually yeah. get them as well? Um, so yeah, it's like I think I think after host, like the, the level of kind of uh, what's the word? guts that i had to like just ask these people to like hey i wanted this video game. i've never done one before but um i promise you it'll be good um well it's vision isn't it, 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 it it's like you can see this this, this thing and, and no one else has done it before so yeah um, and no one else will i think it's, it's hard <laughs> honestly like so we, we're shooting a whole block in next yeah next next week next week will be <sighs> we're shooting a whole block and Genuinely, for some bits, there are 13 cameras that are on at the same time, that right. are shooting at the same time. 13. <laughs> and, and like usually a, a director has to just deal with, with one or two cameras on a monitor. I have to deal with 30, 13 cameras and yeah. 13 monitors, 13 bits of sound coming through. That's like a yeah. football match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and like, again, like I've, like I've had the question, why don't you just do like one camera at a time and i'm just like where's the fun in that like but presumably i mean how how i understand it from sort of reading about it is is that you're 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 sort of casting that producer's chair almost so you're you are you're you're the idea is that you're manipulating the um the footage and and editing it and moving it around correct yeah Uh, and and i don't see how you can do that just like one or two cameras because you've got (laughs) to have all you've got to have all those angles you've got to have options yeah otherwise otherwise it's going to be very limited yeah but it's not it's not only so like obviously it's it's about the cast going into a haunted house yeah you've also got a whole pardon the pun host of things to do like you have a you have a you have a whole street with, with ne- with weird things happening on the entire street. With neighbours, you've got an interview. You've got documents to look at. You've got sounds you need to clean up. You've got, you've got a show to run. Yes. There's something happening around the van as well. You know the long lady's going to turn. The long lady's the antagonist. She's going to turn up at some point. You've got a lot to do, and um, and everyone who plays it will have a different experience, um, because nobody. It's impossible to have the same experience as another person. Absolutely yeah. impossible. Um, so yeah, you can, it's infinitely replayable because there is infinite things that you will miss because you can, you can only concentrate <laughs> on one thing at a time. Yeah. So, so one uh, another thing that's really exciting to to me, and I'm sure to Paul about this in the Kickstarter description, you say this is inspired by Nigel Neal, and yeah. we're like Nigel yeah. Neal. That's uh, <laughs> Crater mass and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, stone tape. Well, yeah, crater mass, crater mass, and stone tape are massive influences for this. And you'll see when you play it, massive influences. 
Um, also, very spoilery. If you think if you think about his work too much, you'll figure out the game. Um, <laughs> All right, then. I'll try and forget about. Yeah, but it's not only Crater Mass and Stone Tape. It's like in the seven, in like 1976, he had a this anthology called Beasts, yeah. which yeah. which I am obsessed with. And also, there's there was like a actually the reason why he got Beasts is because he there's, a, there's this one TV movie called Moraine. I don't know if you've seen Moraine. Yeah, I've seen that. That's on the Beast DVD, isn't it? It so. is on the Beast DVD. Which I absolutely love. I, I yeah. want to remake Moraine, by the way, with like Bonnie Aarons, who played the nun. I'm just, she would be perfect. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and so so his his stuff there, and yeah, you, you'll see all those references in there. There's, there's like for people who don't know Nigel Neal, you'll you won't get the references. But if you do know Nigel Neal, all of these things will just be like, oh, okay, he's he's that's from that episode of Beasts, <laughs> like that. I heard you mention um, Halloween three as well. <laughs> I'm sure I read that yeah. somewhere. Maybe, yeah, that that kind of makes that does make sense. I can't remember where I said it because that was originally from a, a Nigel Neal script, wasn't it? Yeah, well, uh, that's probably why Halloween three came out because of Nigel yeah. Neal. Um, there is, yeah, I, I, I guess there is some. A, I don't want to spoil because of the adverts, because because you are a producer, actually more like producer stroke director of this uh, yeah. TV show. While this stuff's going on in the, in the house, you, you're this channel that it's on has to make money. So it doesn't matter what's happening in the house, you have to go to advert break, advert breaks. Yeah. So you have a selection of adverts and film trailers and other stuff that you've got to put on, and uh, they are a very interesting bunch of adverts and things. And um, yeah, and the, the, you can kind of guess there's an element of Halloween three to them. Oh, I can see. Where, oh, yeah, um, I can see where that's going. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right. But, um, we said this was a Kickstarter, but you're going to make this available to people who missed the Kickstarter, aren't you? Please, please say yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be there'll be a pre-order store, um, and then obviously when it's released, it'll be just released how it normally is on um, through limited run games. Um, I assume it'll be in stores. You can buy it online. I mean, it'll still be in a, the physical version will be limited edition. So like, I, I wouldn't hang around too much because you'll you'll miss out. And I think this game's just going to be fly off the shelves very very quickly. Um, and I don't think Limited Run ever do reprints as well. So if you want the f- physical edition, you need to like act pretty fast. Actually, get it in the pre-order, and then it's guaranteed. Um, and then, um, then yeah, then it's always digitally. If if you manage to miss the physical, you can buy it digitally. Which I think once the physical runs out, that'll be the only way you get it. Yeah. So like Steam and and Nintendo yeah. eShop. Yeah. Uh, exactly. No, but I've signed up. I've, I've signed up. To, so if, um, I, nice. I, love, I love the physical version. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The physical version for the Switch specifically is the one that I'm going to play myself. So I'm going to make sure that's for me anyway. It's, it's going to be the most rewarding. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to play it as well. I'm just like, I've got a Switch, so I need to make the Switch version. <laughs> no, excellent. Um, so you said it's um, a haunted house. The trailer's in a cinema, isn't it? So is is the cinema that's that's part of it? Is it? Hmm. Oh, you, um, you're not say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I just, I just, I just wanted to shoot that cinema, basically. Uh, no, I mean, which is a great location. I think because um, you you made um, you're making. Um, or were making a film called Multiplex. Is that? Yeah. Is is, is that? And that's your you're, you're directing that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, it is seems that... mysterious, right? Because you can't find it. Um, <laughs> no, so you see, so last year uh, before the pandemic, um, it was doing festivals. It 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 premiered at the Glasgow Film Festival. Um, it was it was crazy because it was announced that that's where it premiere, and then we got there. And it was sold out, and they said people are literally arguing and shouting because they couldn't get in for it. And I was like, "That's bizarre." So they put it on another couple of times, uh, the Glasgow Film Festival, because just it was just mega popular. And then, yeah, we like me, it was me and Emma, Emma's parents, um, 
and a few of the crew were in the cinema watching it the first time we ever showed it to an audience. We didn't know how it would play. And I genuinely have never seen an audience react like that to a film, to a short film. They were they were jumping up and down in their seats, banging in the seats, dancing at one point because there's a musical number in it. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. And then my aim was, and then it was meant to be in a whole bunch of other festivals, which didn't happen because all the festivals yeah. stopped because of the pandemic. So um, I haven't put it online because I think as soon as you put it online, you've almost conceded defeat. Uh, so I also quite like it not being available to people just because it stars all of the cast of hosts um, and all the 95% of the crew as well. So it's a real like special thing that I know is going to like blow everyone away when it comes out. So I'm in no rush. Mm. So though there may be, you may see, you, you may see it pop up somewhere. I'm not going to say where, but um but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and and that's what I definitely want to make into a feature as well. That's the, that's the aim. Yeah, I can I can see that because I found a trailer online, mm-hmm. so I've seen like forty five seconds. Of, of... Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> like, I didn't know the trailer was online. The, <laughs> I never knew the producer must have put it online without telling me because I, I I never knew it was online. But people are telling me that they've seen it, but I didn't know. Well, I don't it, think it, I've seen it. It wets it wets the appetite. I mean, okay, it's not good. it's it's not um it's not a horror film, is it? But but um, it's elements of horror, but it's more like a um, it's closer to Goonies than anything else. It's very Goonies or like that kind of vibe. Uh, so down the cast list, you've got two characters, and this is amazing. You uh, called Ralph Bates and Veronica Carlson, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, so um. And I was just like, first of all, I thought well, that's impressive getting getting Ralph Bates and Roka Costa, but I think, okay, you probably haven't done that. And, <laughs> and now that's actually from the name of the characters, isn't it? And I'm thinking, like, but um, yeah. they were paired together in Horror Frankenstein. So is, is this your tribute to Horror Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul and I were talking about this uh, 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 earlier today. We like, um, that's, that, that's a really. Um, because I, I I quite enjoy that. It's like a like a sort of semi parody Hammer version, <laughs> but, yeah. but but it's not a film that gets a lot of love. Is it a particular favourite for you of yours? <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I think it was because like there was this guy that I knew that I, like when I used to work in an office years ago, and he was actually my boss for five minutes. He was like he was like Jed. There's this film that I watched when I was a kid. I, I don't know what the name is like and I was like tell me anything about it and this went on for about a year he was like oh I remember there was one scene where this happened I was like is it a horror is it a comedy <laughs> he's like I don't know I don't know and he, every now and again he would like just think of like a second or a millisecond of a moment and like so I wrote these all down and I put it all together and I figured out it was a horror of Frankenstein and I was like could it be this and he was like no I don't think it was that and I played him the trailer and he was like holy Jesus, <laughs> this is it. This is the thing that has been playing on his mind for an entire year. Um, so I, I think it's always like had that kind of like relief factor in my head. Like, oh, okay, that's that's uh, that's a mystery solved. But um, yeah, there are some interesting names in her. For instance, uh, let me see if this is true before I say it. Yeah, the. Um, uh, there is a reference to Night of the Comet as well, because you see that Shreya and um, Kate, they they were in it and they play Sam and, and Samantha and Regina, which is the full names of the two yeah. leads from Night of the Comet. Uh, what else? There's probably some other stuff here. Oh yeah, so Regina and Haley they play Nat and Imogen, which are their characters from Night of the Comet, not Night of the Comet, from uh, Dawn of the Death. Uh, Caroline also plays her character from Dawn of the Death. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just like, like mixing worlds up a little bit. No, excellent. And, and I do, I do hope, well, I'm sure um, you will make that available in, in some way, um, at some point. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll be looking out for it because that, that does sound great. And I really, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, and you know, um, I think the feature version 
it's got a lot of promise. I really hope that comes together as well. It sounds yeah. like you're you because we haven't even mentioned this, but I think you're you're you you're working with some big names as well, aren't you? Um, I, I don't, probably those there's non-disclosure agreements involved, but well, it depends. Who, who are you talking about? I can tell you if I'm allowed to say anything. Um, so, so the, the, uh, the things I saw were. Um, you, you were working on the the conjuring and another the well the, that that's just a weird like layover from a variety article which caught there's a yeah uh so me and rob are working on the film with studio canal which is a women a horror about women in prison it's a women in prison horror movie and the article was titled the conjuring behind bars but it's not a conjuring movie. Oh. But, yeah, oh. but for some, but for for some reason, on IMDb they put the conjuring behind bars, um, it, which doesn't. It's not even a proper title. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but to be honest, it is a very good description of what the film is. That it is a good description of it. So, yeah, someone should really change that. But um, Studio Canal can do that. But yeah, that's that's something we're doing with them and and the other one you're probably looking at is this, we're doing a film with sam raimi yeah no, that's um, amazing uh, that's gonna be really cool so so amazing um so because because i mean we though he he's obviously an american <laughs> yeah he's my hero yeah. he's my absolute hero so but i mean evil dead 2 yeah. is, is just <laughs> extraordinary but evil dead sort of started out uh, that was a low budget movie. That's so, so the the way he yeah, started is like dissimilar friends. to the way you exactly. <laughs> it's the same like like he just got a bunch of his friends together, mm. just rocked up and just made it for very little money, and it took over the world. And I guess that's the closest like comparison to. Ho- I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Host is as as big as Evil Dead, but it's the closest comparison to to what we did. Um, but we like the Sam Raimi stuff wasn't anything to do and the Studio Canal film wasn't anything to do with Host. We had those lined up a year before Host came out. They were, they were based. And this is why like, people obviously assume, rightly kind of assume, because they don't know what's not been announced yet, they assume that everything that we're doing now is based on Host. But yeah. almost nothing is. Like every, everything that's been announced uh, was set up before Host. Um, yeah, so all, all Host really done has been the thing that's brought you and Rob and and, and the, the actors to public attention oh, yeah yeah actually the the only the the only thing that um is directly because of host is the Blumhouse movies that we're doing um so we've just shot a Blumhouse movie which will be out I don't know sometime this year um well I mean that that I mean that that that's amazing as well they've got a fantastic reputation for um, sort of really high quality. Um, They've made some great films. They made some really great films. So hopefully we've added we've added to that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that all sounds fan- fantastic, Jed. And you know, I'm frankly a bit jealous now. <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. Honestly, it'll be the death of me doing all these things. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, th- I think we're, I think we're um, we're running out of time now and i've run out of questions so paul do you do you do you have any more questions um i don't know that i do have any more questions actually um no oh i'm glad to have answered all of your questions (laughs) that's good every single one we've sort of we've sort of ended up talking about all kinds of things that's well written down which is which is you know the best way oh yeah yeah definitely I, I always like a, a tangent that involves uh, Night of the Comet. That's, that's, that's the best <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, P- P- Paul had that written down. That was the that I, was I very had, deliberate. Had <laughs> Did you have Night of the Comet written down? That's good. That's yeah, because good. because we we had a I think we had a, a very brief conversation about it on Twitter. Okay, good. Yeah, um, I, I talk a while about back. It a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, uh, I daydream about about doing Night of the Comet. Um, yeah. um, People think I'm not serious. That that's the one project I would do over any other film, like genuinely, is Night of the Comet, um, or as a TV show. Um, so yeah, and you'd think it would be easy, right? It, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's not easy. 
<laughs> well, I mean, people, people do think that, but I guess um, the, like the Netflix money, the Amazon Prime money, that's quite closely guarded. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot that's of, true. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like just one quick thing, like you'll notice, like everything that I personally do in the future, like as much as possible, will be UK based. Um, so the, I mean, the stuff that me and Rob do together as much as possible will be UK based, but the stuff I specifically do myself that I'm directing will, as far as I know, will all, all be UK based. And I've got some stuff that ha hasn't been announced yet, but will be announced very, very soon, but it's all UK based. Even when they've said you can only do this if it's set in New York or something I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But how about South London instead? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, because I, I, I don't like it when, when filmmakers, make their name in the UK and then go abroad and just make American movies that like to me that's leaving the place that needs horror filmmakers the most because for 30 40 years we really haven't had those glory days of horror like we used to with the hammer and the amicus yeah, movies yeah. so that's what I want to bring back to the UK I want I want to bring back I want to stick stick the flag in, <laughs> in 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 the horror flag in the UK and just say okay we're back we're not messing around this time we're going to make a legacy um so yeah i mean well, that's, that... br that's brilliant for us because that's exactly the remit of our podcast so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but, but we talk a lot about the golden age of british horror being the hammer and the amicus uh, yeah. era and there's been like there's always been horror films ever since but there hasn't been like consistent because you can't get them financed um yeah, yeah. but but if that came back again that that would that would be nirvana <laughs> yeah. you'll see I'm, I'm, you'll see some, some announcements coming out soon and you'll just see set in the UK set in the UK set in the and, UK and the other great thing is obviously you know we, we can ask you back on, on I'll come, I'll come back any, anytime you want just just hit me up I'll come back on cool well, thank you, thank you, Jed. And, and, and I really wanted to say before we finish, con congratulations because you know Host has been a massive success as well as being really genuinely what my favourite British horror film of the last few years. Quite. Oh, cheers! Appreciate. It. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks so much. I mean, when I watched it, it was like oh, I really must get around to just seeing this because I hadn't, you know, heard so much about it. And I, I, I watched it, and generally I sort of know what Chris, Chris likes. Um, he. <laughs> And, and I watched it and I thought he's going to really love this. So I, I did. And literally, I was recommending it. That, that was when I messaged you the first time, it was after I finished watching it. I think nice. it was like <laughs> half 11 or something. Well, no, no, that's, that, that's true. And, um, you know, um, my, my wife had also heard about it and wanted to watch it and she also nice. loved it. So oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Host is fun for all the family. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Oh, okay. So final, really final thing. I said I didn't okay. have any more questions. Really final thing. <laughs> last thing. Because um, Host has got, and Ghosts indeed, it, it's um, all the main characters are female. And that's quite a brave thing mm. to do when you think about what happened to Ghostbusters answer the call and the, the the big backlash and they've gone back to to not doing that mm -hmm. again but but um host you know I mean there was never a backlash there was never any no, nothing I saw no one no one complained about about it you didn't get uh, oh it's all woke and stuff like that did you so um, yeah well the problem with Ghostbusters wasn't the cast it, it was no. the writing is right if like if it was just if they just had a better story, it would have been fine. People blamed the women, but it it was the story was awful. That's what it was. Um, so so yeah, and and with House, obviously we had a good story, so it worked, and we had amazing actors. Um, and as far as much as possible, I, I will be using all of these women in everything I do as much as possible. Yeah. Maybe not all together every single time, but. Um, like two here, one here, three here, um, and then the special occasions will five of them like, <laughs> together. It's it's definitely very hard to justify having a like an ensemble cast of the same people again and again and again. But I know a lot of people do it all the time. Um, like Wes Anderson does it quite often. Yeah. So so why not? Well, that's quite a pedigree, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Why, why not indeed? <laughs> right. Okay. Well. I'll, let, I'll definitely let you go now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jed. No worries. So, yeah. Um, right. So, Paul, do you want to tell people how they can get in touch? Uh, yeah, they can get in touch via Facebook, where we're a very British horror, 
or on Twitter, where we're at Very Brit Horror, or via email, where we're at Very British Horror at gmail.com. Oh, and um, Jed, do you want to say where you can be contacted if you want to be contacted? Yeah, you can contact me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D. Same on Instagram. Or when I die, contact me on a, um, on a Ouija board. And, um, I'll, don't don't, don't I'll, do that. We've seen how that goes. Don't do that. does not end well. Does never ends well. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. Thank thank you for asking me on, uh, guys. Really good to meet. That's you all right. It's great. All right. Okay, okay. guys. Thanks again. Bye bye. Later. Bye. Bye.